Hannah Malaski, welcome. Hey. Tell me where you're at creatively. I'm, okay. I'm curious what's, what's, what's happening. It's been a long time since. Yeah. Uh, what am I up to creatively? I'm in the middle of pre-production mode for a, a web series I'm working on with a mm-hmm. um, couple of really talented actors. Yes. Um, we're shooting this Sunday, so it's a bit of like a bit hectic. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that seems to be the main thing at the moment. My main focus over the past couple of weeks has been um, – on these vlogs. Yes. Which some of them are not so much vlogs as just videos. Mm. Um, uh, I'd say to start with, I was probably putting in about 25 hours per video. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because um, there was a lot of editing and I really wanted to put like 100% into each video. But then yeah. after a while I was like, I actually want to do other videos. Yeah. On top of these videos, that was the original plan. Mm. And the reason I started doing... Um, the vlogs was to get my hours up yeah. in terms of film, like making videos, yeah. telling stories, editing. Um, it was sort of an enforced deadline yeah. to bring more more filmmaking, even just basic filmmaking into my life because you know how it is. You, you, know, you have a dream, you have an yeah. idea, um, but you actually have to kind of get leverage on yourself. Yeah. So part of that leverage for me was saying in public, Writing it down, I'm doing a vlog every Thursday and then just yeah. figuring it out every week. Where do you, like, okay, so I know that your background is is in theatre directing, is that right? No. No. It's, oh, God, Th- it's all over the place. Writing? It, well, I studied playwriting, playwriting. In, in Sydney and I studied theatre, so that's where I started out, but I always wanted to get into film. Mm. But it was always that thing of like sort of like oh, skirting around it and being like, oh, I don't have the training or the so, confidence. So even like, so you're... Night, of course, was mm. based. It was based in the stage. Is that right? Yeah, it was playwriting, or it was yeah, it was playwriting. But the kind of the stuff that we learnt also applies to screenwriting. It's you mm. know the it's three act structure, um, dramatic action. Mm. Um, it's basically dramatic writing. Mm. Um, so though it is exclusive to theatre, and I would have to. Um, sort of film is it definitely its own medium, but yeah. it I think rather than starting from scratch, it was a really good base um, doing the playwriting course to mm. to then kind of to to now start veering into film. You're like an exceptional actress. Do you, and, and oh. I, I, I don't, don't do the modest sounds. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. I can't. I'm not going to tell oh, you what to do. Dumb. But it's sweetheart. But um, what I was going to say was, I know at night at the different disciplines crossover. So um, even people doing um, well, like the stagecraft will mix in with like the writers and the actors. Is that correct? Yes. No. As in, were they trying on a little bit of the other roles, or were were we collaborating? Collaborating. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. So, in that sense, though, did you ever cross over to do acting classes there as well? Um. We would often perform our own work in class. Mm. Um, so that was kind of my opportunity to, to continue performing. Yep. Um, but no, no, it was a year, pretty much a year off from, from performing. But I've always been interested in, I guess, creating, creating mm. work. So when, when we studied, it was very um, segmented into different areas. It's like you're a director. 
You're a writer. You're a performer. And ne'er shall the betwixt meet, you know, whatever they say. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that those they were very rigid sort of roles. Whereas the way I've sort of worked is it, it crosses over a little bit where mm-hmm. I prefer to be the writer and the person who kind of conceives of the vision because mm-hmm. as I write, I actually have a very specific vision of how um, I see it being actualized mm-hmm. or realized. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess I just, I because of that, because of that thing of, you know, I, you know, for years and years and years, I thought you have to be, you have to train, formally train to be a director. But a lot of, a lot of actors mm-hmm. um, turn out to be, not that I'm speaking on my own behalf, but, you know, actors in general actually are really great writers mm-hmm. and really great directors because um, they've often performed in, if you've gone through drama school, you've performed in really great plays yeah. and you understand how great dialogue kind of feels Mm -hmm. and yeah um and when it comes to direction you're sort of you're able to communicate as an actor to other actors as well so even if you're working from a script that you haven't written you feel like it's still bringing that writer's brain to it that is your strength as an actor is that um i'm not sure if i could answer that question sure yeah I don't, I'm not sure what my strength is, like, mm. out of out of all of those, but I'm, I'm just, yeah, I sort of, I'm interested in writing, continuing to write, continuing to perform, but also continuing to take a bit more of a, uh, I guess, a role in a kind of directorial capacity as well mm. and to keep, just continue learning and have fun because yeah. it is fun and it's challenging and it's deeply fulfilling. So I... You know, that's how I'm able to continue doing it because I'm like, you know, I graduated seven years ago Mm. and it's like me seven years ago probably would have looked at myself now and and gone like, you know, why aren't you rich and famous by now? (laughs) And it's like, well, why not? Because it's so freaking difficult, you know, or I'm shit. (laughs) Or it's, you know, um, but, you know, I think it's actually a tremendously difficult thing to do Mm. to, you know, it's, um, it's possible, but sometimes along the way you have to recalibrate your expectations so that you're doing it for the right reasons Mm. so that you, it's because you enjoy it because you have a passion for it. Otherwise you're going to end up so jaded, Mm. you know. Do you feel like, is that something... I know, kind of grappling with that. Uh, is that occupy much? Would you say your thoughts? What what the uh, kind of what you just articulated? Um, like th- throughout the years since like seven years mindset. Ago, so. yeah, yeah, I would say that has to do with mindset. Yes, definitely recently. Um, and in terms of, I've never really been much of a long term planner. It's always mm. like, yeah, this year some opportunity is going to come along, and yeah. and op- opportunities always do. Mm. Um, but it's also, it helps to be able to see it as more of a, it's a long, long journey Yeah. being an artist. Mm. Um, and a lot of people, it takes them years and years and years to, to make it sustainable, not just financially, but also like psychologically sustainable. Mm. Um, yeah, no, 
That's you know, and um, for me it's it's sort of like realising after seven years that the reward for me is just the doing it. Like mm. when I was seven, I'd be in my room like putting on shows with my teddy bears. There was no audience. There was no one. I didn't need validation. Mm. So if it came down to it, you know, I, I kind of do it because I guess I have to. Because yep. without that outlet, the creative outlet and the challenge, um, I'd become, I just think I'd become just a probably a very angry, yeah. <laughs> toxic person. It, <laughs> I mean, maybe not an angry, toxic person, but just a really, yeah, it wouldn't be good for my mental health. Mm. Do you, I think about this with some friends who are um, uncertain creative artistic paths and I think it of you as well that 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 kind of that external payoff like would, would eventually come like like possibly probably as you kind of um alluded to earlier like at a time when I don't psychologically like you probably wouldn't even give a shit by that point because because <laughs> you would mm. feel kind of so secure in what you're doing creatively anyway mm. that that sort of that external kind of indicator of stress wouldn't mm. it'd just seem like flash in, in a way even though i mean it, we're all human it'd always be nice but yeah like do, do you think in some ways like that that sort of um i don't know like it'll be like having having hannah malarsky's time will like will inevitably occur do i think that it will happen yeah like i guess i to be honest, um, I have always had a feeling that things will work out. Mm. I don't know how. Mm. I have pretty good instincts, mm. but I, I don't know how that will look by the time it arrives because I feel like I'm constantly evolving. Yeah. Um, my sense of fulfilment, I think, comes from different things now than it did mm. me seven years ago or ten years ago. Um but I th- yeah, I I do have faith that it will work out. I don't know how, but mm. um, yeah, because um, I yeah, I feel like now after it's also that thing of like I've been in it for this amount of time, and now you sort of hit a stage where you're like, okay, well that that was long. Mm. Those years were long, but it actually didn't feel that long. So mm. I could do another five. I could do another ten. Yeah, um, and just figure out a way of making it work. You know, with Financially speaking, because mm. um, you've always there's always that aspect of the arts is funding it. Mm. As as an actor, or c- c- would do you identify with comedian in in any way, shape, or form? You're very funny I'm comedically. Not... I can, I can oh, say that. Ah, thank you. I don't know if I do. Um, mm. Stand up. I'm kind of curious. I get more and more curious with with stand up these days because I see it as there's a little room for experimentation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I just have so much respect for people who who do it because mm. it just looks so difficult. Um, and I think it's that thing of everything hinges on your jokes being funny. Mm. <laughs> so it's that terrifying thing of, I know this is kind of cheating, but I prefer to be incidentally funny. Yeah, <laughs> if that sure, makes sense. Sure, sure. It's that whole expectations thing is that if if you don't walk into the room calling yourself a comedian yeah. and you're kind of you say something that lands and it's funny, then mm. people will be like, Oh, this chick's funny. Mm. And you know what I mean? 
rather than, oh, why isn't she funny? Why aren't her jokes that funny? And you're the kind of yardstick changes. I prefer to to explore, um, to create work that is imaginative and creative rather yes. than work on the basis of it being funny because yeah. I think there's always going to be funnier people out there. You know what I mean? Do you, I've, I'm curious about this, like, when it comes to acting lately. Do, do you, and I know that... You, particularly at this point of time, like you would see yourself as, as a director and a writer and an actor and a whole bunch of other things. I know like radio mm. presenting, you've got a, um, a background in as well and a host of other um, endeavours. But do you, do you ever feel competitive with acting or is it, or, or even writing maybe? Competitive in what sense? <sighs> okay, like for instance, when I think of, stand-up comedy I think of that as a um I guess like a discipline or a community that seems that does seem to have like an air of competitiveness to it like where people mm. want to be probably better than one another like, like yeah. among, among their peers possibly whereas acting I don't mm. I, I don't know whether that yeah. dynamic would apply there or not sure I, I see what you're getting at yeah um I think yes more so in years gone by Mm. um but i think i really try and keep my ego out of things because i it just causes me a lot of stress when it becomes about a competition because i think one thing that i've realized is i i tend to go it alone a lot Mm -hmm. and that's also it's as much artistically as it is in real life yeah um and i'm not sure where that comes from but it often will bite me on the the ass because mm. I'll want to do everything myself because I don't want to burden other people. Sure, if that makes sense. Um, and something I'm getting better at or opening myself up to is collaboration because I think that that's so powerful when you, mm. c- you combine your energy and your passion with other people's passion. It just kind of like if it's the right orchestration of people, it just like becomes this explosion a symphony symphony, and it's so powerful it's like I'm starting to I guess allow myself to see the potential in that rather Mm. than going it alone and having to get all the you know then I get all the credit but then you get all the blame and then it kind of screws with you a bit because Mm. you you think yeah it's it's yeah I'm, I'm I'm opening myself more up to to collaboration and um yeah knowing that I don't operate in a vacuum I've never operated in a vacuum mm. I might I may have thought that subconsciously but um I you know rely on other people to give me opportunities I rely on have relied on my parents mm. to you know raise me the way they did meeting different people having different conversations I didn't just land here because I am the creator of the universe mm. so yeah, starting to acknowledge that, I guess, as I get older, has tempered my ego um, and I, I tend to, when I meet competitive people, I now tend to kind of sh- yeah, yeah. I be a bit repelled by yeah. that because I see that in myself and I don't want to ignite that character. I'm curious. I feel like I, want, I wanted to address this anyway, but I feel like we're heading in this direction, hmm. which is that... I feel like you inevitably 
would have anticipated I might bring this up, but we're both INFG Myers-Briggs types. And something that's been on my mind a bit in the past couple of weeks, which I, I know that you and I have discussed before, is mm. I guess having like probably having an, an opinion on something probably like that's uh, in the public eye, I would say that by its nature, like that opinion is probably contrarian to to the um, probably to the popular opinion, should we say. But at the same time, um, I think like the nature of an INFJ, um, Myers-Briggs personality type, is to, to be very instinctual, as you said. Um, your instincts are very good. But also kind of for those instincts to often be uh, right. So I guess mm-hmm. what I'm saying is like I think it would be common for someone with that personality type to have an opinion that, yeah, like might not be popular or people might not quite understand but is probably in the long term right I suppose like do, do it's you... very good of you to say that thank <laughs> you my ego is now expanding do you like have, have you I, I'm not even 100% sure where I'm going with this but have you trust your instincts <laughs> INFJ okay have, have is you... it INFJ P INFJ okay. J, J. yeah have you ever thought about if, if you were quite like yeah. Quite. Have you ever thought about killing a person? <laughs> Is that where we're going? Well, well Hitler and Bin Laden were, um, were, oh. were INFJs, but so were Jesus and Gandhi. So, oh, um, you've done your research. Well, so the That's internet says. Slightly awful, but. But yeah. Yeah. Um, if you were in the public eye, have you, have you considered like what impacts that would have? Like having, mm. I don't know, expressing yourself in a way, it's like, I have this thought. It could even be creatively, mm. like, in the form of like something you've written yeah. that in some ways could alienate people, but at the same time mm. it's like, well, like it or not, like <laughs> this this kind of um, point I'm making, maybe mm. through this creative work or whatever, is is probably right. Like, Yeah, have, I totally get what you're getting at. And I think, yeah, we're, we're on the same page with this. There's, I reckon there's probably a bit of people pleaser in both of us where mm-hmm. we've sort of like over the years we've dampened that inner voice mm. that sometimes is often is contrary to popular opinion. But as we've probably seen lately, the status quo is not all that. It's mm. not all that it cracked up to be mm. because, you know, the status quo has led to massive, um, like, inequality mm. and, you know, um, a pretty fucked climate and, mm. you know, capitalism and all that stuff. Um, so I feel like right now is probably the best time to start speaking your mind. Mm. Um, uh, I've, with the vlogs, I've started to veer into this little series called Honesty Corner, mm-hmm. where I, um, I've done about three of them. I'm releasing one today, okay. tomorrow rather, sorry. Um, and it's just about stuff that I feel uncomfortable sharing mm-hmm. for some reason because yeah. I've decided that I am this type of person and therefore that's contrary to who I am. And it's like, but that's ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. when did I decide that I was that type of person? So it's about... Yeah, like, like so, okay, expand. So, like, yeah. do you mean... What's, what? I guess we'll see in the video when it's released tomorrow. But mm-hmm. do you mean, like... I don't understand. So with with some of them, it was talking about my thoughts on um, 
I guess, how my value system is affected by the economy, how mm-hmm. if, if something doesn't carry a dollar value, then it's not valuable. Like sure. it's not valuable for me to be healthy, for instance. Yeah. It's not, you know, for me to meditate or to volunteer my time. And that's really messed with my head. Yeah. But I, when I became aware of it, I was like, wow, that's realising that the economy and capitalism has just infected us so much that, um, you know, if we are volunteering for an organisation, we might reach a point where you're like, well, why am I doing this? You know, Mm. it's taking away from my work. Um, What's the point of this? What's the reward if there's no financial reward? Um, But there are things that have much greater value Mm. um, than the stuff that we can put a monetary value on. Mm. Um, that are going to make us much happier and much more fulfilled. And for some reason I felt nervous about talking about that because mm. it also meant that I was starting to acknowledge that my values are changing but also I want my life to change as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and so that was a scary thing. But then this week I'm talking about I wanted to talk about climate change because yeah. I felt like well, there's certain topics that are incompatible with the persona that maybe I've been putting out of yeah, like, sure. oh, funny, zany, kooky, Hannah, happy-go-lucky. Yeah. This is not necessarily a happy-go-lucky topic, but I'm yeah. willing. It's in me and instinctually I want to talk about it. So I'm like, I know it jars with what I've put out so far, but I'm like, I'm going to trust that inner voice yeah. um, and trust where that takes me because I've never really done that before, trusted mm. my voice so continuously um, it's still a scary thing, but yeah. So, okay, for instance, with this climate change, is, that's the one that's coming out tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Do, are you still inhabiting a character for, for that or it's... No, that's, that, I sort of, um, when I, I've, I don't know how it happens, but you sort of can condition yourself to get into a certain state. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a certain spot in the house, which I sit in for honesty corner. And then I kind of. Before I get into it, I I will do some writing and get into. Um, I ask myself the question in my honest opinion, and then I will continue writing the sentence. <laughs> and oh. I won't. And and if I'm scared, it's good. Yeah. Because it means that that creates. That means I'm about to stretch myself. I'm about mm-hmm. to enter into the land of possibilities. Um. So that's. It's almost like a practice, like a. Sp- weird kind of spiritual practice yep, yep. the this the the state of being radically honest yep. um and yeah it's not necessarily it's not about entertainment whatsoever it's not about performance in fact it's about moving beyond performance in front of a camera mm. which is something i've never done before mm. so it's like anti performance it's just sharing that being said though once you do start editing it it becomes a bit of a construction cuz I guess, but it, it's still honest, but it's, yeah. Is, I, I have to admit, I haven't seen any of these Honesty Corner videos. So Sorry. is the intent to entertain or not necessarily, like is to, to, to marry it with like your, like, yeah. uh, like deliberately entertaining videos or like not even, it's not just like even. raw. No, I don't know what place they have in the, Great. in the canon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's also like. Again, that long game thing, it's early days. I don't know where it's heading, but um, it feels right. It just doesn't fit. Like mm. it doesn't fit logically, but it feels right. So I'm mm. like, okay, don't know where this is going, but it's kind of magical. 
do you think that's another INFJ trait? Because I I've thought about this recently. Like, okay, you know how people might brand themselves, for instance. Like, that's that's a difficult thing for a human being to do because we're complex people. That's but, so tough. But like, we like you said, like you you do. Uh, you, I know that you're like a complex person into mm. mm-hmm. to kind of to, to I know that INFJs tend to like to unify their thoughts into either one thing or, or sometimes yeah. in, down to zero like nothing yeah like if that makes any sense yeah. but yeah like I, I, I completely um relate to that sense of doing one thing that's like you said zany Hannah mm. and very performative Hannah with something that's really quite different and not knowing where you're going with it but it feeling mm. right mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm. it's an unusual god that brand thing that brand thing terrifies me do, do you like i'm trying about... to oh, i thought about it for a while i was like oh what's my brand if i branded myself because i'm a personal brand that was mm. like the um it's been a bit of a buzzword term yeah. personal brand but it's like i'm not a personal brand i'm a human being mm. and i want to represent that mm. i want to show all the imperfections because something that I, it, it's also to do with the kind of content that I'm gravitating towards right now, which is really honest, authentic content where people mm. are just saying it like it is. Yeah. I find that really therapeutic, especially in this time where there are a lot of people who don't feel like they can be honest for some reason. Mm. And it might be financial <laughs> restrictions, like you have a job, you need to keep that job. So yeah. you can't tell everyone to go fuck themselves yeah. kind of thing. Or you have a really tricky social situation where there's a weird power dynamic or Mm -hmm. you can't tell someone something otherwise it'll screw up your life kind of thing um i don't know where i was going with that off off the back of the first how many of um honesty corner videos have there been i think it's now four four including tomorrow's or tomorrow is uh i think that's four yeah tomorrow's the 26th video i've done in a row Great. Weeks in a row, which means Fantastic. six months. Well done. Um, I was having a good conversation with a friend about like the power of uh, just doing things like very consistently, like yeah. the regularity, like once every week, and just sticking to that. It's mm. a great thing to be doing. Mm. But have you met any like bad feedback? I suppose from from honesty, like in these videos. Not so far, but I think it's probably at this stage. It's mostly friends and family watching. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think if people do have those opinions, they're probably not sharing them. Mm. Um, I think I'm not sure whether I'd have more of a personal response to that as in, I would feel personally attacked. Um, because on the flip side of that, it'd be like, well, I put it out there, Mm. you Mm. know, and that's part of it. I've, I've had like people troll my stuff before. Not a huge amount, but... Your more humorous stuff? Your more humorous stuff. Yeah. Like just random comments from accounts that have no... Like they're they're always on private and they always have a cartoon mm. and and a weird name. It's like a no followers. So it's, like, it's almost like someone I know, conspiracy theory, has signed up and created a new account just so they control me. And I, I sometimes engage with it. I sometimes go, oh, you little fuck. And then I'll, then I'll like write back, and my my partner Ash will be like, "Why, why did you do that, Hannah? Don't engage." I'm like, "Oh fucking!" If I leave it, I won't engage. But it's always that thing of you little sad bastard. 
Like, when, you're not putting bloody videos out. It's fucking hard. Yeah. I, again, this the following is... Martyr. <laughs> bloody martyr I am. I feel like the following is hypothetical, but, again, my, my sense is that at some point in time it won't be hypothetical. It will be real and, and in, in a good way. Mm. H- how do you feel like you would respond if you were mm. very prominently in the public eye mm-hmm. and you were, I don't know, getting, just having like a lot of shit thrown at you, but like mm. not, not like, like in, in that INFJ way we're saying, we're like, yeah. you're, you're, you're right. Like there's, there's no, within yourself, you're objectively right, but whatever, like this is, is, there's always going to be, Haters are always going to hate, or, or yeah, something like that. Yeah. I feel like you would respond to it really, like really well. Did, have you ever played that game in your head like that? Uh, well, I'm, I am now. Yeah. Uh, how would I respond? I think because I'm I'm a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't always acknowledged that, but now I'm I'm proud to acknowledge that I'm a sensitive mm-hmm. person because that means, you know, I just. feel feel things which Mm -hmm. makes life more rich I guess Mm -hmm. and sometimes that means things will you know upset me of course it would upset me if people were slinging hate at me but also I would understand why that was Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people who do that that it's because they have it and they have this intense hatred for others because they also have an intense hatred for themselves Mm -hmm. like I'm fairly secure in myself and so I don't feel the need other than when I'm in a really shit mood, you know, mm-hmm. hormonal or whatever, <laughs> um, to sling shit at other people. Yeah. Only when I'm in a bad place do I start doing that. Mm-hmm. So I think I try after I've calmed down to to remember that these people are probably pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Like often I think anger comes from fear, which comes from sadness. Yeah. And... I feel bad for them. It's like you're pretty sad. You you're not you're probably not taking any risks. You're not, you know, and then you see someone else who's giving it a try and your first response is to cut them down. It's like I feel yeah. bad for you. Hmm. I feel sad for you that you are not in a place where Yeah, and I I feel like particularly now with all of the intense uh, stuff going on in the world and responses to stuff that's where I'm trying to come back to is a point of like understanding people that anger mm. and violence often come from a an emptiness or a disconnection or a sadness do you feel like uh, okay that um what word did you use to describe the state of the world you said uh, I don't know the but, status quo no uh, but one way or another yeah do you feel like you have an aptitude for kind of like absorbing all of that in letting it sort of uh, germinate, I suppose, within you. And then, I don't know, and that's like a really strong basis for your writing or mm. even your performing maybe. Is that fair to say? The understanding, that fundamental understanding. Like, I, I guess, mm. um, like, like kind of, um, yeah, as you said, like the reactions to to. to things that are going on in the world mm. like does it do you feel like absorbing that is kind of I know, good content for you to then uh it, if i i am careful with the kind of work that i make because there's so much 
um, sort of division between mm. people and duality of like you're either you're a lefty or you're a righty. Yeah. I identify as neither. Mm. Um, because I think I've seen some friends and people I know do this where they figure out they have an audience in I'm tentative to use this word, but I usually say privately, but no. The lowest common denominator. Yeah, sure. People who you know, are maybe a little bit intolerant, a little bit ignorant, mm-hmm. you know, hateful. Um, they've started creating comedy for that group of people. Yeah. And I find that really disheartening because it's like, yeah, you're making jokes that are demeaning women and other mm-hmm. cultural groups and you're getting an audience and you're getting laughs for it. Mm-hmm. But that's really fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, Um I'd rather not do comedy than just do the joke, do the easy jokes mm. that that get a reaction out of people. I'd rather, you know, make work that highlights how complex people are, mm. and understanding that we're all very much alike. Mm. Um, and yeah, to have empathy for the, because I, as a writer, and I've recently been reminded of this working on the web series, is that. You know, as soon as you start to see a character as evil, mm. you can't, you can't write them because you, you can't, as an actor as well, you don't you can't make that judgment that a character is evil. Yeah. Only that that character is acting in a way that is, I guess, they're acting in the only way they know how, given their circumstances. It's like the Hitler, Bin Laden, Gandhi, Jesus thing. It's like they're the, it's both they're the same. Same coin, different yeah. sides. Like both, both Bin Laden and Hitler thought that they were doing the right thing. Like in, yes. in their mind, one hundred percent. Like it's just difference of opinion. That yeah, and values absolutely. But and by fighting them with the same logic that they've used with violence, with violence, mm. it it only makes the strengthens their position in a way. So yeah, I'm curious with you. I know that um, you've written long form plays that have been social commentary such as the, the Jacobeans, is mm-hmm. that yep. Yeah. Um and I know at the moment you seem like fairly focused on rel- like in terms of your mm-hmm. vlogs, like relatively short form, although I know you're mm-hmm. working on the web series now. Do you do you enjoy crafting um a social commentary work that, that is longer form, whether it's like a play or would you say this web series is that kind of would you have classified that at where it's at at the moment mm. is longer form? It is longer form than I yeah. usually would do. I've stepped away from doing plays. Yeah. Um, just because I don't have the compulsion to do it. Mm. Like I don't really, I can't really justify it. It's just, yeah, it's not that my strongest compulsion is not in creating a piece of theatre. Mm. Um. But, yeah, I think I'm creeping towards longer form. Yeah. I'm starting out with short form um, and working on mastering, being able to match my skills to my vision. It's not, it's just not there yet. So, um, I mean, that wouldn't stop me from taking on longer form projects, but just Mm. I'm aware of that, um, that starting off small for me is more manageable. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Can you... Again, like keeping everything that you just said in mind, like yeah. could you see your um, your skills from playwriting mm-hmm. sca- like 
not kind of about scaling up, but scaling mm-hmm. across to uh, like a feature film. Would, would, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Would, would that seem like yeah. a natural kind of? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually have a plan to do a feature film in, right. in the next five years. That's yeah. my big goal. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gi- I've given myself five years, which some might say is not long enough, but it's mm. it's – you could I could virtually make a feature film in the next six months. Yeah. Because there's no the the thing about doing the web series is realizing there's no formula. Mm-hmm. Like some people will tell you you've got to go through the studio system and get the funding from this body and go through these people and this distributor, but it depends what your ultimate aim is. Yeah. Is it to win an Oscar? Is it to be a blockbuster? Or is it just to make a film? Mm. Um and yeah, even if it's just for your friends to watch and for you to have the sense of accomplishment that you've given it a try, yeah, it's like it's more than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, and I've seen a lot of really great low budget films, like Death of an Axolotl, for instance. You started. <laughs> um, you no, know, I mean I've I've also seen um, Puffy Chair by the uh, the brothers Duplass brothers. Yeah, sure. sure. And is, is this one of those? Um, what do they call them? Mumblecore. Mumblecore. I haven't seen it. I've heard about it, but I haven't yeah, it's, seen it. It's partly improvised, which is what makes the acting so... And they've also got really great actors. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to explore how they how they made that. But it's just very... It was very yeah, low budget and they... It's just such an impactful film. Mm. It just looks like it's shot on a camcorder. Well, this... Um... Web series, which you you say you're heading into the shoot this weekend? Yeah, on Sunday. What what drew you to to that project? Um, I was planning on doing a web series this year anyway, so mm-hmm. it kind of it fell in my lap, um, um with a pretty quick turnover, like mm-hmm. pretty quick turnaround. But I was like, yep, I just I just threw myself in. Yeah. Sorry, what was the question? Oh, like, what what was it about this particular project that drew you to it? Um. It was the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of a comedy slash a bit surrealist and a bit demented. Mm. So it's already up my alley. Um, and the two actors are very, very talented. And so, yeah, why not? It's more than I usually get to work with as mm. well. So it's been a bit of a treat to mm. be able to work with a team, yeah. a team of people. Um, yeah, that's what attracted me to it. It was a challenge. Um, and also it was a bit of a treat getting to work with more people than I usually do. A little solo Hannah Banana. Um, I know your your individual videos for yourself have been, I feel like they you play very well with um, like visual tropes, I guess, in, in, um, in making them humorous. How have you found being a visualist as a, as a director heading into this web series? conceiving of it like visually yeah i guess yeah. so um it's that weird intersection of having to be practical mm-hmm. yes um and figuring out how to achieve something cheaply yes and with my current skill level um and not overshoot myself mm. if that makes sense like overshoot my abilities and mm. kind of end up yeah <laughs> in a heap going oh fuck you know, I'm a piece of shit. It's it's crazy, like, the parameters that a director has in their head, like, in terms of yeah. 
financial time, creative. Yeah. Like, There's so many factors. It's like a big Jenga tower because yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Um yeah, there's so many considerations. Also, like, oh, okay, so the the film shoot goes from this time to this time. So I only actually have time for this amount of setups and this mm. amount of scenes. So the script is kind of engineered backwards, you know, to accommodate like, okay, um, maybe you only have like four different setups, lighting setups, and then you have to, yeah, sort of figure it out from there. But um Again, I used my instincts because mm. um, I haven't I haven't gone to film school, mm. but I um, yeah I have been learning about it because I um, I also make videos. I'm a videographer yeah. by trade, yeah. um, which is not full time right now. But mm. I've um, it's that mix of having done the vlogs, having done videography. I had this idea that they these two characters, these two corporate crook women who are demented and very rich and corrupt, um, that they could have an in-house video crew mm. in their office um, who are filming uh, one of those daily vlog sort of video series. And I have the perfect camera for it. I have a Canon 6D Mark II, which is it's not a cinema camera, but it's, it can be pretty cinematic. Yeah. But playing with that whole style of that kind of Gary V full on sort of like, you know, intercut with like shot, like hip hop music and like Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's, he's like an entrepreneur slash motivator. He talks like this. He's really, he sleeps like eh, six hours a day and he's like hustle hard. And um, he has a daily series. He has this big video crew following him around, and it just ha- it's just quite amazing. Yeah. Because the thing about these um, daily vlogs, is it seems that they're they're constantly experimenting with the editing, and they'll mm. have like a little you know interim like supercut of um, like a drone sequence of the city with like um, yeah, and a time lapse, and there's certain tropes of vlogs, like for instance, Casey Neistat. He have you heard of Casey Neistat? No. He's he's big on sort of YouTube. It's okay if you haven't heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you haven't heard yeah. of YouTube. <laughs> um, and he he goes. He's actually said he uses three different um start um modes of shooting he has like locked off shots so shots mm. on a tripod in his office where he talks to the camera then he has a camera phone or mm. a little digital like point and shoot camera which he keeps in his bag for when he's out and about um and on his little skateboard through new york and then he has um time lapse shots mm. in between to show that time has passed or establish where he is mm-hmm. And I think it's about that. It's that and a couple of drone shots, and he has restricted himself to those kinds of shots. Mm. So there's 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 a style, there's a particular style, and I thought a nod to that style would be quite. It kind of fits with the story and what it's trying to say. Because I was mm. like, oh yes, that's 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 the solution. To to go back to um, uh, acting, as we were discussing before. Do you feel like do you draw your strength from rehearsing a lot or mostly like almost like a bit of a natural or mm. where do you feel like? Oh, I don't know if I've quite figured that out yet. Mm. Um, 
I've typically been a lot like I love rehearsing, preparing mm-hmm. and yeah, learning. I sort of don't really trust my ability to learn lines, so I, I tend to overdo it. I'll like record it onto my phone and listen yeah. to it as I'm walking and then I'll look at the look at it and then I'll repeat it, then I'll practice with someone until it's drilled into my head. Mm-hmm. But so I haven't given myself the opportunity to be much of an Im- improviser, but I know mm-hmm. I have that ability, but it's just getting into the right state of mind because yeah. I think there is a part of me that's like, "Well, yeah, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, you got to write it and rehearse it. You're one of those types." Like, yeah. are you quite curious to try some improv theatre? Sure. I feel like you would excel. Ah. Oh. Potentially. Um, Maybe. I highly recommend um, Improv <laughs> Conspiracy. I've heard um, of them. Yeah. yeah. They have free introductory dropping classes. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Might leave it there. Um, Hannah Malaski. Um, yeah. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you, Dom. And, Thanks for having me. And good luck with this show coming out this week. Thanks. Um, you said it was it's project. Mm-hmm. Well, the working title is project. I'm going to call it Project Hustle Plus. Okay, because sure. Because <laughs> uh, the name of the show that they're doing, it's a little bit meta. The internet show that they're doing is called Hustle Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, the show within the show. Yeah, the show within the show. There's, right. there's, there's multiple crews within the show. There's a a current affair style crew for a show called Tomorrow Tonight mm-hmm. with Bernadetta Glass. <laughs> so there's, yeah, it's very meta. Yeah. And do you have much of an idea when it might be online? Ooh, not sure. Suppose, you haven't even shot yeah. yet, so it's probably the last thing you want to think about. Not sure. Cool. Yeah. Nice. This year, hopefully. No, Beautiful. it'll be this year. It'll be in a couple of months. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Hannah. Thanks, Dom.